Hey, folks, welcome back today. Zooming in from beautiful, did you say Brampton? Brampton, Ontario? Yep, Brampton, Ontario. Ontario, we've got a real estate investor and a mortgage agent, Jessica Narula, and she's done a lot in a short period of time. In fact, four flips and 10 doors in two years. That's pretty good. So, Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So, hey, did you start out as a mortgage agent first or as a real estate investor first? Which came first? A mortgage agent, but actually I started as a real estate paralegal first altogether. Yeah. And then I actually always wanted to start investing. I was doing a real estate transaction with a lawyer and I was like, I'm doing something wrong. I saw so much money going off my desk and I was like, I'm missing something. I need need to get me some of that instead of minimum wage. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, I'm on the wrong side here. So I started going to all the investor meetups from like Windsor to London. Like I went to everything I could find. And then my, uh, so real estate investor, I like, that was my first thing. And then I decided I wanted to learn the financing piece better. So I got my mortgage license and then that also took off. So I started doing more mortgages as well. The intention did start for, um, for me as a real estate investor though. Very good. So did you do your first deal before you became a mortgage agent or you became the mortgage agent and then? Yeah. So I first became the mortgage agent and, um, in the beginning stages, I was, as I was joining the brokerage, I was actually also, uh, buying my first property nice. almost at the same time, but the mortgage licensing definitely came first. Oh, that's very, very cool. So what kind of deals did you do right out of the get-go? Because again, working as the paralegal, you probably saw all sorts of different kind of real estate transactions. And then when you started attending all the meetups, you saw everybody doing a gazillion different kinds of things. What did you decide to focus on first? So for me, I always found the financing piece was the missing puzzle. But as I grew into the the, the industry, um, it was, uh, I realized money is easy to find. It's just the deal. So first property I bought was actually just a single family. Uh, The idea with that one was just to get a turnkey property in St. Catharines. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended up actually flipping it because it required, we, it, we rented it about for eight months, but we had actually bought it from another investor who had flipped it. That's why we bought it turnkey. But I really quickly realized the flip renovation standards are, you know, questionable. So for, <laughs> uh, or, or at least that flippers renovation standards are questionable. Yeah. No, very much that because then when I flip, me and my business partner were very clear. We're going to keep obviously profits matter, but we're going to keep a, a standard where whoever is taking on the property after is not going to, you know, have major issues and things like that. But yeah, eat so your for, guts eight months down the road. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And like, so for, for me, what happened was it was almost cheaper. The market was insane. Right. Because we, yeah. I bought my first, it was like, COVID was just starting, like COVID just hit and my mortgage was in the process like that April, May. So everyone was also very confused as to what's happening with the interest rates. So I bought my first property very beginning of COVID. Um, So after, but the market was insane during COVID, after like, you know, the initial shock of COVID. So um, instead of me fixing their fixes, 
it was almost cheaper to just sell it off. So we ended up like selling off that property and it turned out to be a flip instead of like a turnkey rental. Mm-hmm. Um, a flip so that, that you didn't really do, need to do any renovations on it. They, they'd already been done, but not that good. Or did you have to put so some the, work into it? Yeah, I did have to put about twenty thousand, about $10,000 mm-hmm. in there because the it looked pretty, but you, the, the inside, like there was a, a crawl space that had like water leaking. So a lot of the, the bigger expenses actually uh, were not fixed because it was just like that pretty picture. Super, but superficial. Then, very superficial. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. So what did the next deals look like after that? So after that, I actually met my uh, my business partner in uh, one of the meetups and he's a contractor. So we started actually doing flips together with um, private money and also uh, money on promissory notes and things like that. So essentially we, um, you know, gave them the returns on like the 10 to 12% mark. Uh, and then we used to flip properties off of that. Then uh, we did about three or four together. So, um, so then- I guess my question there would be, I'm assuming that you were the money person because that's the the business that you're working in. And yes. the contractor was finding the deals, renovating the properties, and then you're doing some sort of a, a profit share on, on the exit. Is that correct? Yeah. So actually we both were finding deals. So okay. because I was also going to all these meetups, we all kind of knew the wholesaling market. We were all getting the listings and things like that. Um, he took care of the GCing side. We were actually, I was taking care of like all of the, the setting of the mortgages, setting up the legal work, setting up the corporation and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Making sure we're in budget when we're flipping. Um, so that was definitely my role. His was like the GC aspect of right. it. So he was taking care of all the trades and renovations. I was, uh, I was pretty, I was pretty active in the sense of like, uh, when needed, like, uh, you know, contacts of people or, or like trades and things like that, because my dad works for like home hardware and my mom works for Home Depot. So like okay. getting material to the place or things like that. So we, he definitely took care of like a lot of the in-person stuff. I was doing a lot of the back end, but right. I think we both were, were pretty much like on the same page. Very hands like, on. Yeah, so then, so then you, so you start doing your own thing after that, you, that, that partnership lasted for a while, but then stopped. Yeah. We just like get, uh, got our capital up. We then started like after a point flips just stopped making sense because we were flipping in the GTA, right? So we were doing Ajax, Etobicoke, uh, Burlington. So we did those markets for flips. Um, after a point for the amount of energy it took and for the return we got, we had enough to be like, okay, we can kind of take it a little slower and put it in rental. So what we did was we just, we're still on great terms. We just like started buying rental units on our own, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, went to Cornwall and then I bought my uh, first duplex and then yeah, fiveplex and then townhouses down there. Very nice. So is that kind of been the main focus for the last little while is the buy and hold side of things? Yeah, so all of them were birds. So we did uh, successful birds down there. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the price point in Cornwall is pretty good. So mm-hmm. we ended up escalating pretty quickly uh, down there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, buy and hold has been definitely my focus. Uh, it is it is now pivoting and changing now. Uh, mm-hmm. But for the last few years, that's what Definitely you've been doing. Cool. Yeah. And what have you, what were you doing for capital for those 
burr type properties where you're doing all your own capital for those where you're raising capital bringing on joint venture partners what did that look like Jessica yes I was actually raising capital so I had JV partners for all the deals um so for me it was actually just through people I kind of knew and I talked about they knew I was doing real estate um and uh, like a lot of people uh even partnered with each other so we have like a, a, a one of my brother and his friend they like partnered up together and put the money together and then they partnered with me essentially so they can get into the market um and then i have another partner who's an investor but he's not necessarily aware of the canadian market he invests a lot outside so he partnered with me here and was like the jv partner um so we just all have jv contracts all of them are set up in like corporations so none of like we didn't buy anything our personal names but we set up corporations and all the shareholder agreements and for each yeah, property. Just, yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. What have you found? Well, you, you're in the, the mortgage business. Have most of these joint venture partners been fairly close friends and family that you brought on board? Or have you found people outside through through the mortgage agent business or through the meetups? Or what have yeah, you found? So like, yeah, like, uh, well, it's interesting because the partner that I was saying is an investor. I actually talked to him years ago and now was starting out in real estate. Um, and then when he moved back, he kind of just remembered our conversation. And that was then his first point of contact. Oh, nice. um, yeah. So it was nice to, I realized really quickly, like, you know, the more you kind of talk about what you want and what you need, it will come to you in that sense. So um, I was very open about what I was doing and I was very open about what I was looking for, um, which inherently brought that to me. Again, we've, I've only started in the last like two, three years. So till now, I didn't have to make it a, a big uh, search for more JV partners. It kind of just flowed in. Mm -hmm. But um, when I started out, that was a big uh, mental block for me. It's like, how are people finding these people? Like, I don't get it. I don't get how people find money. But I realized very quickly it was if you have the right deal, if you have the right pitch and the numbers make sense, um, just literally everyone you see, not everyone, don't be annoying, but like, you know, <laughs> like not like that, but you know, if you, if you know people who are, you're talking about real estate, you're having that conversation, bring it, bring up the fact that what you're doing and what you need. And um, sometimes you never know, like you, like I said, like years after the person remembered the conversation I had with them and reached out and was like, okay, I'm ready to, you know, invest or see what's happening down in Ontario now. Yeah. Well, it, it sounds like you're uh, an outgoing kind of a person. Did you find any particular approach worked well for you for breaking was, was somebody kind of new? for kind of bringing up that real estate conversation? Did you have a, a 30 second elevator pitch that you, that, that worked nicely for you or how did you get the conversation towards real estate? For me, it was actually like most people always talk about the money and like get directly to the point and like a sales pitch. I always just tried to connect with people like in a true way. Um, I think when you connect and like you genuinely like the other person, you almost find ways to work with them. I realize you don't have to uh, prove yourself or you don't have to. And if things do like go wrong, like, you know, you're not like 
things happen with the tenants or the renovations and things like that. Uh, I feel like if you've built that rapport and that connection with your investor, at least that's been my experience. I feel like that journey overall also becomes a lot easier. And also, um, you know, finding people that are not on their last penny, like they're not, that's not their last sense of like they're investing in because that also alleviates the pressure um, from both the JV partner and the investor to kind of, um, you know, uh, if things don't, Turn out exactly at the, or the right timeline time. goes a little long or something like that yeah, yeah exactly so to answer your question the pitch um for me i think i would cater to pitch to the person like if i'm talking to my brother and his friend it'd be a different conversation i might not even talk about money and real estate and first build that connection you generally talk about what i'm doing well, hopefully um, with your brother, you already got a connection. So that's. <laughs> yeah. But like, even with the, even with the investor, like I was just, I actually was very open about the fact that I'm starting out and I was asking him for uh, him questions about like, you know, what he did outside of the country. Right. But I think like, if you're honest about where you are and also what your resources are. So even if you're starting out, yes, like don't undersell yourself or like, I don't know anything like buy into your resources like if you have the right uh if you have the right coach if you have the right mentors if you have the right um uh you know mortgage brokers or realtors or whoever can help you like you know add that bring that part up that you have a strong team around you i thought that really helped me as well uh to give the confidence to give confidence to the the jv partner essentially good point all right so it sounds like you're you got the experience doing the flips. You did that for a while. Then you started getting into the burrs, buy and hold. You like that better, but it looks like uh, you're, you're looking at moving out of the country. Tell me a little bit about that. What does that look like? Yeah, we're actually looking to sell our Cornwall portfolio now. I know it hasn't been too long um, for us. I think it's the, for me, actually, um, I like to have a certain kind of, I know you can't control everything. But I would like to have a lot more control over my properties than um, I seem to currently have with like the, the tenants and all of that stuff. Because um, of the government well, regulations is, is the biggest thing? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like for me, I'm not going to fight everything, right? I'm going to find a better flow for me and I'm going to do what makes sense for me and my investors. I did also find some of the returns like in Mexico and even in uh uh, places like Florida, Orlando, um, actually the returns do make sense because even um, on the mortgage side of things, there's uh, the amount of lenders that will lend to you in the U.S., obviously if if you are a U.S., but even for foreign investors, actually there's a lot of options now. So um, just like you have just more options. And if you think about it that way too, just for Florida, it's the same population as the entire country of Canada. The, yeah. the scaling, the economy of sales, scale is so much larger in those uh, states, right? Even mm -hmm. so for me, it was just a logical reason that I'm not going to push and pull here. I'm going to find that path of least resistance and um, find opportunities that actually make sense for me, yeah. essentially. So what kind of deals are you looking at doing in the States? So I, the current brokerage actually I work with right now, the mortgage brokerage, we actually have a Florida location. So, oh, so you want to, you want to move down to the States. Is that so we actually like, so what we can do is help Canadians buy in Florida. 
uh-huh. is what it is. So um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm still like on commission, so I'm not really in-house, but uh, I'm actually looking at Orlando area specifically just because if I, uh, if I am looking in uh, uh, Florida, because Miami, Fort Lauderdale, they are on the higher end price wise and Airbnb market is pretty, pretty solid down there. But Orlando, the price point, you could still get in the 300s and the 400s, like the price point is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, one of my business partners is actually in Joshua Tree as well, which is not Florida, but just buying, uh, there's a lot of Airbnb market down there. But like, you know, those out of the blue, out of the the, the crazy Airbnbs, um, that's a lot of them are in Joshua Tree. So I can imagine I mean, hippy dippy kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so nice. I'm exploring the just not the so I've been talking to a builder down there. So essentially, we're looking at land there, not necessarily a house. And even in Mexico, where actually I saw uh already built houses but i also saw structure like land pieces that are ready to be built on so again like we're still waiting to liquidate my cornwall but i'm in like the research phase of exploring all of these different markets and seeing and building relationships there too right because i'm still far so i think those relationships down there are going to be the key for me to be successful in those areas um but yeah, we're just in the research phase. Yeah. Very good. Awesome. Well, I wish you much success. I'm I'm sorry that Ontario has let you down. It's let no. a lot a lot of real estate <laughs> investors down. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know when they're going to smarten up. It it just seems like so many so many people that I'm talking to are Ontario investors and BC investors are going. Hey, this yeah. it's more of a pain than it's worth. So let's go where we're welcome. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like even the conversation here with the tenants and landlords, it's such a, an interesting conversation, right? Because I think when you look at even like those US movies, you see these bad builders taking gentrifying areas. But I don't think people realize most landlords right now are your local mom and pops and they have this yeah. one extra property they bought for their wealth generation long term, like, you know, for their families. And it's like that, that demonizing conversation is 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 intriguing to me but it's also like i'm not gonna fight it like you said like investors are like well we're just gonna find a place where we we are welcome yeah no it's (laughs) it reminds me of the book atlas shrugged um that's uh, it's it's a big lesson there anyhow jessica thank you for being on the show if people want to connect with you what's the best way for them to do that um, Instagram is probably the best and the easiest way. Um, I can give you the handle. It's J E S S N as in Nancy uh, dot invest. And uh, yeah, they can definitely find me on Instagram and uh, honestly, feel free to reach out. I love having conversations as well. Awesome. Very good. Well, I wish you much success in liquidating the Cornwall portfolio and getting rolling somewhere south. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, everybody <laughs> take care. Talk to you on the next episode.